0: Whoa, whoa! It's the illusion, reporting from somewhere on spaceship oh. Earth, and uh, we're here for another edition of of sober, Wednesday. sober Wednesday. Perfect, yeah. I'm like, is that? I think that's crooked. That's gonna bug me. There we go. It's better. It still seems crooked to me, but it's gotta come up on this side. Alright, I ain't working for me. There it is. Ah, it's better. Alright. Alright, we're here for another edition of Sober Wednesday. Yeah, God. Grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Ow, ow. If you can't, if you can't keep the commentary to a minimum, I'm going to kick you out. Okay. And um, so here we are for another edition of Sober Wednesday. This uh, is an hour dedicated to those who suffer so they can have a place to come and feel free to say that they suffer or share your experience, strength, and hope with those who suffer. And um, so if you're not here for that, you're more than welcome to hang out and watch and listen and do all that kind of stuff. We're strictly talking about uh, overcoming the obstacles that get between us and God. Drugs, alcohol, relationships, gambling debts, credit cards, Oreo cookies. They're all pretty much the same thing on a certain level, dude. They're just things we stuck in our mind that have inhabited our thought life and blocked us from God. So I come from the uh, alcoholics school of thought the a i'm an a-er an a-er but i'm a sober dude and uh, i spend most of my life as just a regular dude now but uh i have to constantly remind myself of where i came from so that i don't return back to where i was dude right that's the whole goal here so with that said um let's see dude uh we got we got some time popping up here, dude. We got DJ Halo, Halo Eight, Halo Eight, plus thirty-seven days clean off of opiates. Good for you, dude. Good for you, dude. Good for you, dude. What's up, Randall Pink, dude? We got James Jameson out there, dude. And um, he wants I want to stop. I have an addiction to pornography and masturbation. It's all the same thing, dude. It's really all the same, you're not sober, you drink coffee, yeah, okay, sure, pal porn is poison, yeah, pick your poison, or uh so again is is all of these things that block us from God, they're all pretty much the same thing as is, is we just we have to we have to get to the point of understanding our powerlessness and uh getting what are you doing owl no leave that stuff over there That's dude oh, oh that thing yeah so um so here we'll uh we'll bounce off some comments. so this one's gonna be pretty focused on on the uh the journey towards god i think it's a lot of a lot of people seeming to want to know how to connect to God during these trying authoritarian times, but we'll leave that outside of this one hour chat, dude. So, generally, to get this going, out if you can't stop like distracting me, I'm gonna have to leave, dude. Okay, I've I've asked you a couple times now, yeah, bud. All right, you're good to go over there. All right, so. So, with that said, um, I read basically the uh, "How It Works" from Alcoholics Anonymous. Replace the word "alcohol" with whatever you are, but alcohol, ick. Alcoholic is just a, a word to describe those who have an allergy of the body, a spiritual malady, and a broken mind. And um, this is this is our it's what we use, dude. Sobriety and getting free of these things is not a solo operation. Life's a team sport, and so is is your relationship with God. So with that said, I'm going to read how it works from page 58, chapter 5. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves there are such unfortunates they are not at fault they seem to have been born that way they are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous rigorous honesty their chances are less than average there are those too who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very, very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without it help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. 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 Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision To turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became and became willing to make amends to them all, made direct amends to such people where ever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all of our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order, can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. That we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. That probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And that God could and would if he were sought. Booyah! How do you like that, dude? Get after it, man. Get after it, dude. God could not would have, you were sought. Karen Mon, 1.5 years off of alcohol, eight days off of the uh off of the potweed, having a tough one today. Thank you for having a sober Wednesday. God bless. Yeah. That that potweed's way more debilitating than than you would think, dude. So yeah, now you're in the now you're in the thick of it, man. And, uh, again, is, is, uh, I don't know if you're doing it, but you really do need a tribe, a group of, of peers. Brendo, thank you for doing these, Hamish. 10 days sober today. Wow. Congratulations. Dude, we got some, we got some, uh, people jumping into the game here. Dude, that's super inspiring. Super inspiring. Early sobriety, man. Ah, the glory years, the glory years. So I'm just, I'm throwing this out. Look, look, man, we, we need, we need a group of people to be accountable to. We need other human beings to talk to. We need other people to, to ask for help, to guide us, to, to run ideas up the flagpole and see if they're, they're good ideas or bad ideas. So I highly suggest if you're not in a fellowship or you don't have a group of like-minded individuals who are going through whatever your addiction is, whether it's porn, marijuana, alcohol, opiates, Oreo cookies, dude, bad relationships, that you seek out like-minded people that have, that are deeper into this progress, process of recovery. Because again, it's, it's, so what's this all about? Like, So what's it all about, ma'am? It's all about, it's really all about getting closer to God. At the end of the day, that's what this is all about. It really has, it really has very little to do with drugs, alcohol, Oreo cookies, pornography, whatever. It has to do with removing the things that are causing you to not have a fully beautiful, abundant relationship with God. That's at the end of, that's what it's all is. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him Now right now and so so if you want to get caught up in like i ah, just this a little bit it's all about just are you with god like for I'm real like god. super conscious with god dude 15 years clean Megs. thank you for your help and support dude god bless you dude lauren yeah al's in there dude uh yeah, weeds, my thing. Had a few months recovering. Fell off for a month. Back at a handful of days now. Look again. Is is that's what we do? It's it's uh, this is like they said. It's progress, not perfection. So I think that what I was uh, right on. DJ Halo Eight. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, what what I what I wanted to talk today was was really about about the journey towards God. And again, you have to understand is is, and I, I'm going to post a video on in my normal channel about this. But I thought as we could talk about this from the perspective of sobriety and overcoming our obstacles that we call addiction. And and, and again, pornography's gnarly, dude. And 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 overeating's gnarly, dude. And apathy's gnarly. And technology's gnarly. Like I'm I'm I need to like. I'm a little whacked out on the technology, dude. Legos can be gnarly. I'm addicted to likes. I smoke the Lego pipe pretty regularly, dude. Like it's gnarly. So it's it's a lot of replacement theory, theory, right? But the thing is, is is the ones that we're trying to get rid of the are the ones that are truly debilitating us. Like I, I like opiates, alcohol, drugs, weed food, bad relationships. These can be really debilitating for your life. Yeah. I, like how many Legos, you know, I can, I could, I could just sell them all at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So, so I'm not going to, don't worry, bird. What I'm getting at is, is, is we're looking for the things that are blocking us from God because ultimately that's what the mission is. That's what the assignment is. And and again is is why we why I read the the how it works is cuz it's all contained in three pages. Like realistically, it's all contained yeah. in three pages. And we all struggle and no one's perfect. We like, "Dude, why wasn't I here last Sunday? Last Wednesday. Why was I not here last Wednesday?" Dude, the battle I had with Owl was intense. Wait, what's last Wednesday when you when you uh you lost your mind, and you were following me around, yelling, and uh, you wouldn't go to your room because you ate. You you lied to me. I stole the cookie. Yeah, you stole the cookie, and you didn't want to get thoroughly honest with your dad, dude. It's never the crime; it's the cover up that gets you into trouble, right? Mm-hmm. So, so right, like so. What I'm getting at is this, and I think I'll I'll, I'll share on on the God thing, right? Because again, is this is super component? Like you're talk you're talking about like. The first part of it is is the porn, the the opiates, the marijuana, the debt, the the food, whatever it is, the bad relationships. We admitted we were powerless, dude. Like that's that's why we're here right now. That's why there's twenty nine of us here. And I don't know if you're all have admitted you're powerless. Or you're just voyeurs. It doesn't matter. But we admitted we were powerless, dude. And powerlessness is 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 a big concept for a lot of people to wrap their head around. And most people think that, that to admit you're powerless is to be defeated. No, it's almost the, uh, it's almost the beginning of victory in a weird way. And, and, and it's counterintuitive. But that second half is we, we had to, um, that our lives had become, we admitted that our lives had become unmanageable. Now, what is unmanageability? Again, is it, this is a really fundamental thing. This is a, uh, The unmanageability we speak of in the big book here and in recovery is not, not that you organized your socks, that you showed up for work on time and you paid your bills on time and, and this and that. The unmanageability can be real this. And I talked to some people this week about it. Imagine wanting to be happy, content, fulfilled, and you can't. Imagine sitting in a day, and we've all had them, the perfect sunny day, there's no clouds up in the sky, the birds are tweety-tweeting, the flowers are humming with bumblebees, and everything's perfect, and yet it sucks. It just sucks, dude. And you're like, I don't want it to suck. Like I want, I want this to be the perfect, beautiful day, but it can't, right? It can't. For some reason, we just can't do it. And one way we used to be able to trick ourselves into doing it is just smoke a little pot weed. Yeah, look at the Velvet Hills. You yeah, know, have a couple drinks, feel that that buzz. You know, take some pills and just get loose. And and you know, maybe eat maybe eat a bunch of stuff, or like yeah, go get frisky with some like coyote person, dude down the street. Whatever, whatever it is. Like we can trick ourselves, awesome, we can trick ourselves all the time into like overcoming that thing, but is it authentic? Is it real? Eh, Maybe, I don't know, dude. But again, the unmanageability is the fact that, that sometimes we just don't know how to sit there and be like, this is okay. This is perfect. This is beautiful. There's nothing wrong. And literally your world could be on fire. And that's the goal. The goal, isn't, the goal isn't to be like, oh yeah, it's all right, and I'm super stoked and everything's going my way. The, ultimately, the real goal of this whole thing is to sit when your life is melting down and everything is going wrong, is be able to sit there and be like, it's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. And it doesn't seem like that's a, an obvious thing when you first get sober, right? It really doesn't seem to be an obvious thing but that's where like you get to the step 2 is if you can understand this unmanageability of your condition, right? It it it's it's this thing where you're very very much can't control the aspects around you just and again it's just because you're on time doesn't mean you're managing well, dude. Cuz look, one of the lessons I had to learn in my on, on unmanageability was this. I'm super punctual. Like, I think it was one minute, one minute late to this, and it annoyed me. But I'm super punctual, right? But that, but when I when when I would be late or someone else would be late, it would cause me to have unmanageable like feelings. And I get annoyed, mad, angry. Like why are you late? Why am I late? like 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 I had manageability of the clock, but I didn't have a manageability of the emotions around the clock. You you, you get what I'm saying, like. Like I I because someone was late five minutes, you've ruined my day. Like why are you late? You don't you're inconsiderate. You don't have any right that's not sober. See what I've learned about like for me, and I can only speak about my own character defects and my own character attributes is is punctuality has been the one of the blessings of my life, but my the unmanageability of my emotional state around punctuality has led me to a lot of trouble in my life, and even in sobriety, dude. So, I I find that that one of the things that I've had to do is like let go of that on a certain level. I've had to be able to allow people to be late and be like, all right, man, it's not, it's not. It's not them, it's me, dude. I'm the only one who's like getting all yeah, super uptight. So you can get into the whole philosophical thing about it. That's not my point. My point is is like I've learned to be able to try to manage it, and I still don't sometimes. Wait, so, let's put some flowers in. Yeah, that's awesome. So bird like excited I'm trying to have all those things, you put some flowers uh, in. Yeah, uh, you're all fired up, dude. I get it. So so it gets you to this thing of 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 you know came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. It's got nothing to do with God. It's admitting that we're insane. I'm I'm insane, dude. I can sit on a on a beautiful day and be be pissed. I can sit, I can all of it, dude. Just insanity. die ah, If I drink this, if I do that, if I smoke this, if I smoke that, if I just get the mixture just right, it'll be okay. That's insanity. So so once I realized that. It's unmanageable, I'm powerless, I don't have the ability to, to deal with any of this. It gets me to the the crux of this whole deal. Made a decision to turn our will in our lives over to the care of God as we understood him, right? Well what does that mean? Right? So when I'm what I'm doing by turning myself over to the care of God, like people are like, Oh my god, God, what is God? What is God? Like, God, what is God. What's God? What is God? What is God? And and I'll tell you is is Coming into this thing, I think that the, the looser, less defined concept of God you have, almost the better off you are. Like dogma dogma will, 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 will hurt you. No God will also hurt you too. But I always argue that those who really don't believe in God are closer to God than those who just are indifferent. But that's not for this channel right now. So so, so let me explain my journey. I, I want to focus on that. For those of you who are getting sober, what is it all about? Th- it's got nothing to do with the substance. It has to do with the relationship and expanding your relationship with God so that you can be powerless. You can be unmanageable. You can be unseen. You can be defective. You can be all of these things. And yet you can still find peace and harmony in the midst of life on life's terms. Right? So... So for me, I grew up in a, uh, I grew up in a, uh, my parents were like your typical people from the sixties, dude. They bailed the structured world of, of the Midwest and the East coast and, and, and came out to California, dude. In in the, uh, early seventies, dude, 72, something like that. Right. California, dude. And, uh, they came out to Cali, right? And I think they were escaping all the structure of of, of religion, dude, right? Because I don't do religion; I do spirituality. I do God. I don't do religion, right? So, so I didn't get any of that like indoctrination stuff as a child. I didn't. I didn't go to church. I didn't. My folks were pretty agnostic in my upbringing, if you will. And, um, it was always available to me. If I asked the questions, I would never be like shut down on it. Like, like, you know, like in the atheist way, just like whatever you'll figure it out, you're on your thing. And so when I came, became into my early adulthood, I was desperately thirsty for an understanding of spirituality and God. Cause I didn't have it. It was missing. And, and you don't understand this as a young person. Like, what's missing? I see the redwood trees. I see the chaos. I see all of it. I grew up in, like, a real re- mellow reality, man. So I become an adult, and, and, and you know, like, a lot of people share, like, I found my connect- first connections with spirituality and God through marijuana and alcohol and psychedelics and all that kind of stuff, and so... As I progressed in my in my early twenties, and this kind of stuff is, you know, I looked into all this stuff. I was, you know, reading, you know, I was reading Carlos Castaneda, the Bognavita, the, uh, you know, all of this stuff. I was trying to figure out what what the. Uh, you know, the Tao Poo was all about, dude, reading, reading the art of motorcycle maintenance and all of these books trying to like, trying to figure out what God was about. And, and I couldn't manage it, right? I didn't have any ability to manage it, but I could, I could, I could taste it all the time. I could see it all the time. I'd go out in the redwood forest and, or the old growth forest of the Pacific Northwest. And I knew, I knew that God was there. I just knew. And I could, I could, Glimpse it and and on the in these moments and understand it and see it skateboarding and just be I could be in the energy field of God, but because I didn't understand what unmanageability and insanity are and powerlessness, I thought that that it was something that I could could learn if I could just find the right teacher if I could just find the right passage in the book if I could just if i could just stand on the right vista overlooking the proper valley on the right concoction of marijuana and endorphins like yeah i could i could i could i get it i'll figure it out dude well ultimately that journey of of all of that just led to you know insanity total failure dude just the total zero. And so, so I always describe it as this. Like I was super aware of God. I used to be a very prolific writer and journaler and all that stuff. And I was always writing about God and trying to interface it and seeing it in the bumblebees and all this stuff. And and I always describe it like this. I... As a person like again I do not come from any sort of religious indoctrination. I've never gone to the corporate school of religion, of spirituality called religion. Dude, I've never been part of the of the institution of religion. I've I've been on a quest my whole life, right? And so as I move through this thing, I know God exists in my life. I know that God's all around me. And yet I can't get there. I just can't get there, dude Just I can't get there dude renegade cards four twelve we all deal or have dealt with something my thoughts and prayers to everyone in the stream that's right renegade we're all dealing we all are and have and will deal with something how can you not and so so I'm going through the uh I'm going through the journey the way I always describe it is this you know in the in Indiana Jones, for those of you, it's an old Steven Spielberg archaeologist adventure movie. So, in Indiana Jones, the the main character he gets caught. It's funny I have to talk about it like that. But so the main character, who's Harrison Ford, Han Solo is 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 caught in this temple, right? And he and they get the torch on, and he's in a temple full of snakes. Like he's in some sort of pit full of snakes, and and there's. No. And so he's he's in there and there's cobras and there's the scene where he falls down or something happens and he's sitting there and there's a there's a cobra like right in his face, you know? Cobra, right? No, 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 that was when he, when he was about to when when Princess Leia tripped the bat. No, we're in a different movie. And uh <laughs> And so He's sitting there, right, and he's staring at the cobra, right? Well, that was me with God. And then, so you see the behind the scenes, like the making of, like how did the stuntman and how they make this movie scene with this live cobra, and you see the behind the scenes, and you see it from like, you know, the side angle, and there's like a piece of plexiglass, right? There's a piece of plexiglass between Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, and the cobra, right? Harrison Ford's right there. The plexiglass is there, and there's a real... Yeah, and there's a real cobra there, right? And so, cobra. that was me Me with God. I'm here, I'm Indiana, can, Al, can it's you? It's a cobra. It's a snake, can you let me, it spits venom, blinds you. Can So, that's me. God's the temple, and the snakes, and the whole thing, and like, why can't I make contact with God? And the plexiglass was the powerless of the unmanageability, can you stop? distracting me bud. of of my addictions call it you can say it's food for you or sex for you or whatever whatever that plexiglass was that I you can see through it you can't you can't see it you can you can't get your finger through it it's essentially an invisible wall but you can see the other side you know there's truth on the other side and so that's where I was at the end of my journey in alcohol and drugs and chaos and the whole thing is I knew God existed. I just couldn't figure out how to touch the cobra, dude. And and so when I get sober, right? So when I finally get to the surrender point, when I finally go, I'm the gigs up, dude, I'm powerless. I don't have any more thoughts. It says it right here, dude. Oh, dude. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil Till we let go on. Absolutely. Once I was done with all my old thoughts, dude. Once I ran out of thoughts and I was ready to finally turn myself into God and, and I was there. So so so. let's say that's my relation, my understanding of God in, in 2010 when I get sober, right? The end of 2009, beginning of 2010 is that. Is a dude stuck in a temple, knows God's there, can't figure out what the plexiglass is that's divided. Didn't even know there's plexiglass there. Al, if you keep disturbing me, dude, you're violating the other uh, contracts we made. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't yeah 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 me because you keep doing it. All right. So if you need to go inside and read a book or something, that would be great. Because I'm trying to do my thing and you're very distracting. Crack. Yeah. Okay. So So, I, so that's, that's where I'm at at the beginning of sobriety. So my God isn't, I'm not, I'm not like Jesus Christ and like, oh, you know, all that, like where I am now. I'm very much just raw dog. Like, I don't know, dude, there's God. I got an idea that, about God. I've seen God in all my my whole life. I've seen the miracles around me. I just can't get there. Like, I've tried. I've spent a couple decades trying to get there with everything. And so when I get sober, I begin to see... From from my perspective, I begin begin to pull back the la- the camera, so to speak. I I begin to get a different perspective of what's going on. I get a bird's eye view, and I see that there's the prop. T- I see all the 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 people working on the the crew that are there putting the plexiglass and holding the cameras. And I'm like, oh, whoa, dude, like. There's way more going on here than I thought with this whole God thing. And I was like, oh, okay. So, the first thing that I got that you get to do with sobriety, why you don't, why my suggestion is you don't want to have in your body marijuana, opiates, pills, whatever your bedevilments are, because that's the plexiglass. That's why we're here. That's the thing that has made us powerless. That's the thing that's made it unmanageable because we can't even see it anymore. We're so caught in this action in the bottom of the temple with this 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 god thing that we can't get there. And so as I move through this thing, like one so when I first get am getting sober, like all I'm doing is going to AA meetings and listening to Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now audio version. Like that's it. Like I just go to sleep listening to Eckhart Tolle Power Now audio version. Listening to Eckhart Tolle talk his book out perfectly. Just with the pauses and the things and and I began to I began to hear. I began to hear this, this voice of God. This voice of God that hadn't talked to me my entire life, this voice of God I could always see, I could always understand. I began to hear it in Eckhart Tolle's voice about the pause and the space between the words and that you don't need a teacher, that you are consciousness and that all you have to do is realize your consciousness and you don't need a teacher. You don't need to stand on some hilltop. You don't need any of that stuff. You just have to realize the power of now and i was like these kernels were getting in there right like i was like okay yeah 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 give me more give me more and then as 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 i as i moved through this thing i have this my spiritual advisor joe who was super heavily dialed in with god and you know he was all doing like a course in miracles right so i like i got all into the a course in miracles man i was I was doing that thing where like I stopped assigning labels to stuff and I just like let consciousness be in I and I tried to be understand that everything was God and I was trying to make peace with Out, out! if you're not gonna stop, if you're not gonna stop distracting me at this point, I've asked you repeatedly. Now I gotta bring out the big dog voice, right? No, I'm to put... No, 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 no. You're standing behind me. Doing exactly what I asked you not to do, right? I'm thinking what I want to make. Okay, well, well, that's not what you were doing behind me, was it? I was trying to think about what I was going to do. Okay, all right, here, you want this? Is that what you wanted? Yeah, it's what I if it was still Okay, but you please stop distracting me for the last time, okay? Mm. Here, go. No, all right, fine. Yes. All right, come here then, dude. <sighs> you had to get all dad on him, dude. There you go. So dad. Yeah, I dad on you, dude. Need a hug? Want to hug it out? Yeah, come on, let's hug it out, dude. There you go. All right, there you go, bud. Mm. All right, go get after it. So, uh, thanks for the fart, dude. <laughs> 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 Who got the last laugh there, dude. So, so I, 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 so, so beginning. So that's eleven years ago, right? So eleven years ago, I start out with the Eckhart Toll. I start out with the basic AA stuff. You know that uh, all this stuff. And and what I would advise is like, if it, it says so in the text, like you're supposed to seek more information, dude. If you just get caught in this one little book dude like I'm sorry but like you're gonna stay stuck in kindergarten man and we need to be always back to kindergarten like on a daily basis but but what I'm getting at is so you go on this journey with God right and and you get so <inaudible> I was doing that's w- uh, no so so I'm I white stuff. okay Psst. 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 quiet coyote dude quiet coyote okay. So, so you do I'm doing the I do a lot of the course and miracles and then about you know I'm I'm working I got the Bible in the in the corner there too I'm doing a little bit of that I'm not no, I'm not tripping on any of it and at, at some point like three years into it or maybe two years into it I have this like big trip about blue books <laughs> so I like I kind of go deconstruct the blue books and if you get what I'm saying is is the Course in Miracles, AA, Bibles, the Book of Mormon, all these books are blue and I have this like weird trip out where I'm like all the books are blue and they're all coming from the man because I got into all that weaponized anthropology stuff because at the same time I'm listening I like like I'm I'm letting the information come to me. like Because I was Eckhart told, Let the information come to you. So I'm listening to a lot of Alan Watts. I'm early Joe Rogan, dude. When Joe Rogan... I was listening to Joe Rogan in the beginning when he was doing a lot of cool stuff. And... You know, I was listening to, you know, that's when Max Egan was doing a lot of cool stuff. And I'm listening to all these, you know, Neil Kramer and all these. I'm listening to a lot. I don't watch any television, so I'm just listening. I'm absorbing all these spiritual things. And at some point, I get into the weaponized anthropology and and the thing about Laurel Canyon. And I go, what? And I fully deconstruct Like all the blue books, and I realize all the blue books are part of like part of the what do you want to call it, dude? The whole thing, and and at that point, I stripped it all down again. And if you check out any spiritual stuff, it's you're supposed to strip it all back down again. You're supposed to kind of like build it all up and then strip it all back down and look. And this is again, AA. This is why you need to. You need to build yourself up and then strip yourself down and build yourself up because you're. It's like it's like working out, dude. Like, and it's this whole thing of, of this journey with God and and reevaluating yourself and finding out the new levels and layers to you and all this stuff. So I sort of I spin out on this thing and I and I and I and, I, and then I have this realization somewhere in it, like even if, even if. Even if the government or the man or the devil or the demons or whoever, the Illuminati, I was way all into that stuff back then. Even if the Illuminati made this book, I don't care because I'm sober, dude. And I can break free of their spell casting with this because you can dig into this book and be like there's a little little bit of like doormatiness going on and it comes from that yeah I don't even know it's a that's a different thing I don't want to dispel anybody's thing so I get into this whole thing because I begin to like I begin to get sober enough to dig into sobriety right I think like in the beginning it's a life raft I'm just like dude I just don't want to be drunk and loaded on a hill and miserable then I get my life back and I get to that sweet spot in the middle, in the early middle there where where I don't have anything going on except I'm just a sober dude. I'm just Johnny sober dude. I'm speaking at a lot of meetings. I'm being of service. I got commitments. I, I don't have any children. I don't have a wife. I don't have any. I just work when I want to. I'm, do, I'm just sober guy, footloose and fancy free. So I dig into all this stuff to reevaluate my relationship with God again and as I come out of this thing, God begins to redefine himself. And God begins to show himself as what is my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, right? And, and so I begin to, Al, 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 if you're going to sit there, I'm going I'm to really sound you hard if you don't stop doing Okay, but you don't need to moan and do all that stuff, bud. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll I'll lock the garage on you for like a week. Okay, so I get in. I get into the, yeah, shedding my skin again. Yeah, just yeah, just like a reptile, shedding my skin again. I was coming out of my my cocoon, and that's when like, like God really. I became like, okay, the gig with sobriety is this. You want to stay sober long enough so you can look back and see that you've been on the journey, right? Like they say, a journey, a journey is of a thousand footsteps, right? Or a thousand miles. A thousand miles, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one footstep. Right? Well, the first 10 miles of your thousand mile journey is just la 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 la. You're not making any progress, dude. You're just like, a 10 miles, I got 990 miles to go, dude, like one step at a time. You're like, and then you just get kind of burned out and you're just sort of rolling along. And then, you know, you get in there and you're like, you know, you're 400 miles into this thousand mile journey. And that's where I kind of was. And I looked back and I was like, whoa, dude, I've gone. Four hundred miles, dude, and I got this like thing where I looked at my life and I was like, "Wait a minute! Like I just got back from Chile. I'm like this YouTube dude. This when my YouTube thing was blowing up. I'm selling all my art. I'm like making money off of selling my Sharpie art. I'm doing all this stuff. I make. I'm going on TV shows. I'm and I and I see." At that moment, as I'm reconstructing myself, I see the journey I've been on and I'm like, oh, whoa, dude, that's God right there. That journey is the proof of God's just omnipresent love for me. So you're just not going to stop Artie Bird, okay? Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to going to you when we're done. Here, dude, I'm going to chuckle out. I'm powerless over it, right? Okay. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, I know the difference. And so... Okay, here we go. Okay, there it is. Yeah, there we go. So, Shane... Uh, spiritual stuff that enables all of us to grow. Thank you. So I get to this, I get to this thing where I look back and I really begin to, I really understand God. When I first got here, I'm the dude in the plexiglass. I know God exists. I can't make contact with God. Move me, up, move me ahead. Three years later, I'm like, oh wow, dude, God has fully just, just fully butterflied my life. Like, whoa gnarly dude like because it's really hard to see in the beginning man you're fighting off your cravings in this new lifestyle and all the the, ah I gotta go to a meeting and this sucks and like am I gonna make a year and then like am I ever gonna find love am I gonna stop smoking am I gonna do this am I gonna do that like there's just this level of of the journey through the chrysalis right and then you get to this point where you emerge and you're like oh this is this is what the God thing's all about, right? And it was at that moment for me that it became very clear what my personal relationship was. And all of this is on my YouTube channel. All of this is on YouTube. So if you want to go back into the archives, like there's a purity of it all because I'm not defined on a certain level by, by any defined God status. I am still wearing it like a loose garment at that point, which gives me a real different lens. And, and as I've moved forward, like as I realize this journey I'm having with God, because I'm not ingesting substances, because I'm doing the work, I'm admitting I'm powerless, I'm being of service. I'm doing all this, the stuff we do in the steps. That's when God's like, S- so you're ready. Like, so you're ready, dude. Like you're ready, dude. Like you haven't tricked yourself out of this this God experience. You haven't gone and because I was living with the most world's most eligible bachelors, bringing by all the super hot chicks, and and he would be like, "You want one?" And I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm good, dude. I, I, what am I going to do with one? I don't want one, dude. I'm busy here being an artist and like living this like sober life, right?" and and at a certain point, God's like, "So you ready?" Like, are you ready? I think I just, I was doing my second, I was running for city council. I'm doing all this stuff, right? That only, only a, just a new, newly sober dude gets to do. Like, that's, I will tell you that one of the greatest things ever is like the, 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 like years two through four of sobriety, dude. When you just get to be like on fire and like, yeah, and like just, your world's your oyster, right? Get do what you want. And then God's like, so are you ready? and I was like all right man and then boom dude that's when my wife shows up and then that's when owl shows up and then it becomes very clear like what it is for me right for me that that it became it became very much my relationship with Jesus Christ my personal savior and it became very defined so when i start when i came when i came started my spiritual journey as a young person it was just ah 10000 blades of grass and then as I move forward, those blades of grass got knocked down and they all have little pieces and values to them and all this. And then I get sober and I'm literally like laying on the grass staring at the cobra, right? In the big grassy field of spiritual possibilities. And I get, I get the moment and then I plant the seed of sobriety in the field of spiritual possibilities, right? I've really got a good metaphor going, bird. You can't disturb me, dude. Please, please, Al. Can I play you? No, you can't. And so, so I, so the beginning, sobriety, I'm putting that seed of spirituality in the grass. Yeah, you can., Good, uh, yes, you can, but thank you for asking. You totally can. Bird. you can play with them. Go ahead. And so, the fact that you asked was super courteous of you. And uh and so. So, so sobriety, I begin to grow my, my relationship with God in this tree, right? And, and as it grows, like, I, I'm not trying to define it at all. I'm not trying to define it like I'd spent my whole yearly youth in the grass. Like, if I, if I just figure it out, I stop trying to figure it out because I'm powerless. I'm unmanageable, dude. I'm insane. i am just turned my will and my life over to the care of God, which is the tree I planted in the grass, right? In the sober seeds. And it begins to grow, and as it grows, it begins to take a shape, right? At the first, it was just some green stock coming up, and then it's a couple sprouts, and then it's, I don't know, it's, is, is it a conifer? Is it deciduous? Is it, is it a palm tree, dude? Like, is it a shrub? Like, what kind of tree is it? I don't know what kind of tree it is, dude. Like, is that a Joshua tree? I don't know. And then at some sort of point in the thing, it's a tree, I know this, and then I have my, like, awakening to, like, oh... Oh, that's what my my God tree is. It's my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and that's that's the tree that I have. I know that this thing's wrong. Trust me. I know it's, it's not. There's that's a super like vintage session, and you're not allowed to take that apart. Like that is in perfect condition. You do not take those apart, dude. Okay, don't play with it then. That thing's rare. Like, please, you can play with it, but don't take it apart, please. So. So it it becomes you. I I I have one. I'm actually making for you, dude. Like, I just can I finish the stream here, bud? And then I'm full of yours. We're gonna go to the market, and then we're gonna cook our asada tacos, and then we're gonna get our dough for our empanadas tomorrow. And we got a, I got a whole plan. So, so we get to the So I get to this point where like I realize that it that my my God tree. Is my relationship with Jesus Christ, and it involves the Bible, and it involves the text, and it involves all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm listening to Pastor Paul McGuire, and all the, look, all of the, the all of the Christian pastors I, I I listen to are very much about empowering human beings to be their fullest potential. I don't get into the cult of of religion, dude. I don't do that, and I don't promote it and 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 so what i'm trying to always trying to do here is is share my spiritual experience and my journey with god because the dude who comes into here 11 years ago dude if you would said hey you're going to end up being like a christian i would have been like what are you talking about dude i don't want to be a christian i just i just trying to roll with god dude and 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 if someone had been like you're going to be a buddhist i would have been like kick rocks you're going to be a muslim i'd been like i don't want to be any of the blades of grass dude i want to i want to have a relationship with god my tree dude and so so when i come when we talk about god and sobriety we are we are literally talking about you figuring it out for yourself and the text is very clear about it dude we, came, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood Him, dude. It, it, there's no defined... Def, it's up to you to figure that out. And if anyone tells you it looks a certain way in sobriety, be very wary of them. Because they don't know what they're talking about. Because it's your personal relationship with God. And... and and what we're supposed to do as sober people that have, that are growing their God tree, if you will, is we're supposed to nurture people who are putting their, their seed into the field of spirituality and help them grow their God tree, dude. And it's not for me to define your God tree. It's not for me that to, to anyone to define anyone's God tree. All it is, all that we're trying to do is help you not dump motor oil on your little seedling or put a bunch of, a vinegar on your little seedling or pee on your little seedling when it's growing up. That's our job as sober people is to help you not take out a weed whacker and cut it down or or just roll over on it with some girl you met dude down at the at the 711 dude and smash your little tree, dude, right? So that's our job is to just help you not put poison on your spiritual seedling, dude. And anyone who's trying to tell you what your spiritual seedling is supposed to look like, dude, I highly advise you to to move away from them. Because if they're not trying to share their experience, strength, and hope, but they're trying to tell you what your experience, strength, and hope should be, that ain't sobriety to me, dude. That's somebody who hasn't done a lot of work on themselves that's still trying to dictate and control you. And we don't need that because we turned our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him, right? So so no one's supposed to be getting in my way with God. You're, my, my sober people, my advisors, my spiritual advisors, my all me people, they're supposed to help me get closer, be more defined. They're not supposed to be conduits between me and God. They're not supposed to be like gatekeepers, right? So, so Al, so, so look, man, you're officially like stuck in your room for an hour tomorrow because I've asked you to, you're being super disruptive. You're over there stamping your feet. I've been super mellow with your thing and you're just deliberately being disruptive. You know what time I end because you have a clock on your arm, Right? So, you owe me now time, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I need you to, I need, if you don't want to spend an hour in your room, I need you to exit this room and wait till I'm done. And then we'll go to the market right now. This is your choice. I want to I want to if you make any trouble, dude. Okay, so it, it becomes this thing where, like, and again, I just, I'm just sharing this because it's come up a lot lately. It's like, what is this about for me and what am I trying to tell you? Is like, I'm not trying to tell anybody anything, dude. I'm just trying to share it with the fact that there's a way out of all this. There's a way out of addiction. There's a way out of a destroyed life. There is a way, there was a dude who was eight years sober who, cr- who realized that he suffered from like debilitating depression and got through it. There's a dude at eight and a half years sober whose house burns down, whose community burns down, whose wife is gonna leave him, who got through it all, who healed his marriage, who healed his world, who healed his community, and walked through this and, and was is better off before because I was able to stay in this space of turning my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. You're so you're in so much trouble when we're done here. Al, I'm just I'm letting you know. You can you just be quiet though, bud. What? And so, life life on life's terms, right? So, what did you do to get help from your depression? I, I got honest about it, dude. I, again, I did the same thing that that we do here, dude. I turned my will, and my life over to the care of God. I went and talked. I went and opened my mouth and I asked for help and I said, hey. Dude, go back and look at the video, dude. I, it's, raw, it's on YouTube, dude. Go back and look in the thing in depression or whatever, dude. It's in 2000, I don't know, when the fire, 2018, right? So it's on YouTube, dude, like what I did. And so again, it's but the minute I did that, it was like the cure, like God like, was like, let me lift that burden off your shoulders, dude. And again, for those who who don't know, the job is to let yourself find out. That's the goal here. It's just to stop putting stuff in your body that's cutting you off from the sunlight of the spirit, whether that's food, relationships, opiates, marijuana, alcohol, whatever it is. Whatever's getting between you and God, it's, it, the, the goal is to use these 12 steps to break that habit to break that cycle so that you can be alive long enough to realize that God has always loved you and God has never abandoned you and God's right there with you and it's always been right there with you. And when you have that aha moment where you're like, oh boy, God, like, let's go. Let's do this thing. And then all of a sudden, owl shows up and all these things just start showing up because well, the one thing I do know about God is God will not give you more than you can handle. And apparently we can handle a lot right now because uh, there's a lot going on out there, dude. So it's a great time to be sober. It's a great time to just get your thing clean. I know there's some people that aren't sober right now and are wondering, like, is this, this is the time. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Right. So I hope that that helped. On, on a level about the the God stuff and spirituality and what it is for me and what I'm trying to do here when I talk about that during all the other times that I talk about it on this channel because uh, people are thirsty. I was thirsty. Look, th- this was not available to me in my 20s. The fact that there was, there was, I could get there, you can listen to some dude talk about his relationship with God on like with another 55 people on a live stream. It's mind-blowing, dude. So with that said, look, we're we're coming to the end of the hour here. we have got to go make dinner with Al. We got some errands to run, right? So, look, if if you're suffering from mental health issues, dude, what's wrong? We don't have any dumpers. Okay, so yeah, and, and the abundance of your Lego, that's what's gonna shut you down. Okay, so. Please call, if you're suicidal, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. There's someone there. They'll help you. That's what they're waiting to do is help you. There's no shame in it. There's only solution, dude. To admit that you have a problem is to let somebody else help you, dude, which is the ultimate gift, dude. So please don't keep it to yourself. Call somebody. Talk to somebody. Don't sit in your head and debate it, dude. Just ask for help. Help will arrive, dude. God comes in all sorts of shapes and packages and loves you and wants to help you. If you're looking to get sober anywhere in the continental United States, you can type in your city anywhere USA, AA Central Office. I did it for someone the other day in Boulder, Colorado, dude. You just type in your town, AA Central Office, and there'll be a website that'll have a bunch of meetings. And you just walk in there and you raise your hand and you go, Hamish, I'm an alcoholic, dude. And they'll watch the help arrive, dude. Do not do this alone, that's my advice to you, dude. This is too much, too gnarly of a journey to do by yourself. This is not a journey for hermits, dude. This is a journey for a team of loving, kind, beautiful people, dude. And uh, with that said, you know, let's take care of each other. Let's be of service to each other. And um, we will, God willing, we'll be back here next Wednesday for another edition of Sober Wednesday. And with that said, I think, uh, we're out of here. God bless and good night and, uh, good luck. All right. I'm out of here. So Al, like, so what do we have to do about you not respecting like my ability to do, but like, no, no, like no, no, no. So if, so that's what's, what's, what's causing all the.